I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you watching you when you're not watching me? No. Because you have your nice grin on. Here we go. Here's an advocate that um, originally sang the song Jolene. Me, I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. So we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, Jesus, is my number in the rafters or what? I will ask you again, Cheryl. Yes. I've been asking you during the break. I am asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. Yes. You tell me where you have heard him say, educate me. Tell me. When you have heard him say racist things. Is that a pleasant noise for our listeners, Tom? I don't know. If they like uh, <laughs> the uh, death, Your rattle, death rattle. Yeah, that's then, what I was going to say, too. That's a pleasant noise. Uh, it's been a long 20 years. I think it's almost offensive that the post-9-11 period is bookended by Sharon Osbourne and Ozzy, who's still alive. I liked the show, and I liked them just fine. I'm Never glad. watched the show. You didn't? Mm-hmm. It's too much to get into. Um, so today, today it's been a year, Alice, since the world uh, locked down. I know. Today is the one-year anniversary of the end of days, and a lot has happened since then. Uh, but what a time, a year ago. I think I was going to, into town to see Jerry Callahan mm-hmm. for a pre-debate uh, show. 
Sap was there and me and Jerry and his wife and son and their friend and uh, Alex Reamer and we were all in in person. Had a couple of the beers there. We're at this nice function room. I forgot what it's called now. Uh, and uh, and then the world closed and we've not done anything like that since. That was the last time, really. Well, yeah, n- not nothing quite like that since. Soon. Soon. We're coming back. Do you back. think so? Studies out of Israel show that the Pfizer vaccine, uh, which is the one you're getting this weekend, incidentally, is uh, 97% effective against... I'm willing to sell my vaccine to the highest bidder. ...symptomatic illness. Uh, do you have an echo on me? No. I do thought it? I heard an echo on me for a second. Um, I do. I hear one. You do? Is it gone? There's no echo on you. Okay. I thought I heard one. No, the echo stuff is not engaged. Okay. Well, anyway, in any case, um, oh, maybe it was. Tom has a vaccine. This maybe it weekend. was. Now do you hear it? No. Okay. Maybe you had an echo effect on me. No, there, there might have been an echo on you. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running the board in here? My goodness. <laughs> Um, uh, so, so uh, yes, the ninety-seven percent effective against symptomatic symptomatic illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have enough vaccines for anybody who wants one to get one by the end of May. Uh, I don't, I don't see how the public health eggheads can keep pushing this, uh, like shutdown stuff. Well, because Alice, on March eighth of uh, twenty twenty, the public health eggheads were saying this. I think if you're a healthy young person that there is no reason if you want to go on a cruise ship to go on a cruise ship personally i would never go on a cruise ship because i don't like cruises but uh, (laughs) that's another story they were also saying on february 26 this is there any talk of closing flights from europe or flights from asia outside of china like what we did with china no i don't think at all that that will happen and that's one of the things when you have a pandemic that involves multiple countries Travel restrictions become almost irrelevant because you can't keep out the entire world. When it was focused only on China, we had a period of time, temporary, that we could do a travel restriction that prevented cases from coming into the United States. But when you have multiple countries involved, it's very difficult to do that. In fact, it's impossible. A couple of weeks later, on March 12th of 2020, Fauci was saying this. Travel ban has helped for this? I think it absolutely has. I believe if we did not do that with China early on. The travel ban. What Europe? Well, all right. Well, I think that was a prudent choice. We spent a lot of time thinking about it, discussing it, about whether we should do it. And it was the right public health call. On March 8th, 2020... One year ago, and a little bit more than a year ago, Dr. Fauci was saying this. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are 
unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. That was not a we need to save the PPE for doctors. Mm -hmm. That was right now you don't need to wear a mask. You don't need to be doing that on March 8th, Mm -hmm. 2020. This man needs to be fired. I would say so. I mean, the public messaging has been atrocious. And Trump was part of that. But it was not by any means just Trump. The mask thing just incenses me, especially since Trump was in the beginning saying that masks were good. (laughs) Certainly, I saw right wing prepper type sources saying we should be hoarding masks. Um, And uh, the Chinese were certainly hoarding masks. You know, they were shipping them out of the country in all of January. You know, they were having Chinese Mm -hmm. nationals buy masks in Home Depot and Lowe's and ship them to China uh, because they weren't able to keep production up fast enough. So uh, the people knew that masks did stuff. Uh, Fauci was lying. And I mean, he's just not trustworthy on these sources, uh, on these topics. And. And the fact that he's now, because he's the anti-Trump, been granted some kind of state sainthood status on the left is just so dangerous and bizarre to me that I I have trouble, like, wrapping my mind around it. How much people, like, you just can't even insult Fauci. Even if you're, I mean, like, we're not COVID skeptics who think that Fauci is working with Bill Gates to microchip the human race. Mm-hmm. Like, and the, it's all a hoax. Like, and I know people that think stuff like that. That's not us. But the guy is, in terms of public messaging around the pandemic, incompetent. What's the science behind not saying it's safe for people who have been vaccinated, receive two doses to travel? You know, that's a very good question, John. And, and the CDC is carefully heading in that direction. Uh, you know, when we when when Dr. Walensky made the announcement a day or two ago about the fact that when you have a couple of people, two or three or more people in a family setting, both of whom are vaccinated, even if it's someone from another, a friend that doesn't have to be a member of the family, that was the first in a multi-step process that they are going to be rolling out. They're being careful, understandably. They want to get science. They want to get data. And then when you don't have the data and you don't have the actual evidence, then you've got to make a judgment call. And I think that's what you're going to be seeing in the next weeks. You're going to see little by little more and more guidelines getting people to be more and more flexible. The f- uh, he just said judgment call. So that's really all you need to hear on that one. Uh, what a terrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. It's just, I know we played it last night, but sometimes you have to make a judgment call. Oh, well, thanks for telling us. Mm-hmm. A few years, you know, a few months after the no mask thing, we you get you tell us the truth. A few months after the what is herd immunity, you tell us the truth while patting yourself in the back for for being deceptive. And now, well, I got to tell you, I've been saying science a lot of times. It's a judgment call, you know. You just kind of uh, magic eight ball it, and you know. Well, that's the thing, though, and that's the actual honest answer is that science is not a policy prescription. Right. Science is a method by which you determine how the underlying stuff works. And sometimes you do a better job of it than others. But you have to work with the information that you have to make a decision about what the policy should be. But that should have been the honest answer from the beginning. Instead of saying, oh, the science's masks don't really do anything. The answer should have been masks do a little bit 
in certain contexts. But right now, we're asking people to just hold off. Please don't hoard masks. We really need them for healthcare professionals until we can ramp up production and then everybody can go around wearing masks. And, you know, the fact that that wasn't the messaging just shows such a low regard for the American people. And the truth is that once they started saying people should wear masks, which was like about a month later, you know, all these people stepped up. There were people sewing masks in communities, leaving them out in free community drop boxes, donating money for supplies to make cloth masks and putting vacuum cleaner filters in. People were so creative. I mean, Americans are awesome. You know, and they step up and they do all this stuff. And if you are honest and you level with the American people, they'll do what has to get done. But this stuff that he did around the masks and whatever was so divisive that it totally poisoned the messaging of the whole thing now for months and months. And you can point the finger at Trump around the masks all day long, but it doesn't change the truth that Fauci lied about it and and discredited the whole public health effort. With his with his constant on multiple issues deceptions, I am now for some good news, Alice. Okay, George Clooney's in Beverly. George Clooney, although he was not a Trump guy, and he's politically different than everyone. Do we know if Affleck's a Trump guy? Uh, no way, you no way. So? Affleck is a huge leftist a progressive. Liberal? Don't you remember oh. him going at I it with Sam remember. Harris on Bill Maher about no. the, about Muslim terrorism? No, I didn't watch. Oh, that. Affleck is a whack job. He's so a is whack Damon. Job? Yes, I knew uh, Damon but, was because I saw him on Entourage in like the early two thousands being a. So here is George Clooney is in Beverly, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He's filming me a movie there. He's been there for quite a while. He goes out and says hi to the gathered crowds. By the way, George Clooney is a guy who I've been told by people in the media is one hell of a guy, the sweetest guy in the world, no airs about him, and is very good to the media, good to people around. This is a good guy. I gotta keep my distance. Hi, George. Hi. Thanks for letting us come invade your town. Thanks for coming. It's pretty dumb we all have to wear a mask, but you all look good. Nice guy. Made their mm-hmm. day. Uh, the ladies were happy to laugh at George's jokes. And um, that's a little bit of good news, Alice. A little bit of funny news, and Patrick Ewing today during a press conference. Patrick Ewing was the big uh, New York Knicks uh, basketball player. I don't know much about basketball. I think he went okay. to UMass, or was that Dr. J? I don't know. Okay, Patrick Ewing um, went back to his works now for the Knicks. I assume he's the head coach uh, in Madison Square Garden, and was salty today that people keep stopping him and not knowing who he is. Um, but I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building. And I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? So this is very popular audio right now. I don't know if he was suggesting there's racism. I don't know if he is. I, I, I don't think that's what it is. He's probably just clueless security people or this or Ewing's wearing a mask although he's probably seven feet tall and you assume he's the guy 
but he wants people to know who he is, and I'm not blaming him. You know, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. Damn it, learn a thing if you're going to... His number's in the rafters. I, I'll exactly. give it to him. Learn a damn thing. Alex, what do I have to say about Tucker and Carlson? He's in deep kimchi again, and why is that? Well, uh, several reasons, actually. Uh, one is that he did not back down on... Uh, he put a price out on Taylor Lorenz's head. Taylor Lorenz. Um, he did not apologize for targeting her by saying her first and last name on his very popular cable news show. Uh, he insists that she... He made it quite clear what he was trying to do. <laughs> Can you imagine men posting that? And Post- she's still posting on Twitter like, oh, I received this terrible death threat. And it's like some email where somebody's like, die, see where die. You're she the blows worst. people up for like, a living. Yeah. And it's complaining when people are online going after her. Yeah. It's remarkable her- the Code Jones that people have now. Her entire job is like finding somebody online saying something controversial and then writing about it in the New York Times in a judgy way. You know, that's what she does for a living. And the fact that he says that on TV, that that's what she does for a living and that it's an embarrassment is like that's somehow attacking her. It's really, I mean, look. People on the internet are terrible. Anonymous little Twitter trolls and whatever. Like, it happens to all these people who are over a certain number of followers. I guarantee you it happens to Kimberly Guilfoyle, too. It happens to Megyn Kelly, too. It happens to all these people. Everyone has terrible, insane trolls who say toxic, awful things online because they can't get therapy or whatever. I don't know what their problem is. But they... They have some problem and they just yell at random famous people on Twitter or wherever. That's not serious real life. You know, it's just not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you report them to the police or whatever if it rises to that level, if it's serious enough. And then you move on with your day because they're not real. They're pretend people and they don't really have to affect you. You know, and of course. And do you think Tucker Carlson doesn't get death threats? Well, they went to his house to kill him. <laughs> I, I mean, I think... They've, they've, they've gone after him at restaurants. That was more of a verbal thing. But I yeah, mean, they, they're aware of his first and last name, I believe. Yes, and so, they use it They use it happily. But now he's in trouble with the these United States military. And why is that? Uh, because- so we've got new hairstyles and maternity flight suits. Pregnant women are going to fight our wars. It's a mockery of the U.S. military. While China's military becomes more masculine as it's assembled the world's largest navy... Our military needs to become, as Joe Biden says, more feminine. Whatever feminine means anymore, since men and women no longer exist. (laughs) The bottom line is, it's out of control. And the Pentagon's going along with this. Again, this is a mockery of the U.S. military and its core mission, which is winning wars. And Tucker's in trouble for this now by the military. Mm -hmm. He did not say, by the way, that women can't be in the military. I don't think that that was necessarily the implication. But I think that... um, I think his point is more that, you know, we're making this the focus of our military efforts. It's like all about the diversity and like making sure that, you know, I I agree with him. Having a pregnant women's flight suits is odd slightly, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know that you can- seems a little odd. So but they went after him. Mm-hmm. Did they rebuke him on this? Oh, he's been yelled at all over Twitter. Everybody's mad about this on International Women's Month or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> Because Biden announced the two women generals on International Women's Day. My, oh yeah. 
So uh, another right. another woman who's uh, having some trouble on in Women's History Month is our friend Alexi McCammond. And she is the one who's dating TJ DJ Ducklow, TJ Ducklow, yeah, who just got whacked. Formerly for, of said Axios. that he was going to destroy somebody, uh, a woman, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was going to destroy somebody, and she is the girlfriend of TJ Ducklow. Right. She's got a new gig at Teen Vogue, which is where they tell uh, tweens how to have uh, sex, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're pro teen girl sodomy at. Teen Vogue or whatever. Thank but you for that, Alice. Not, well, that's the best word I could think of to put for it. But we, okay. Um, <laughs> Man, you work blue all the time now. That's, we had to clean up a swear from you last night. I was Tonight, reading something and geez, it caught you me know off you guard. Are, you're Alice Dice Clay. That's who you are. Go ahead, Dice Man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so, got? anyway, she was named editor in chief of Teen Vogue. She is, I believe, a woman of color. Correct? Is that I don't the right see color. word? Um, so I think she identifies as African American, uh, Alexi McCammond. I never know what's what we're supposed to call anybody anymore. But um, so she was made editor in chief of Teen Vogue. But I re- as I read you and our listeners the other day, uh, the staffers have a problem with it because uh, in 2011, ten years ago, when she was 17 years old, she you know tweeted some rude things about Asian people and used the word gay as a uh, pejorative. As, an, as a pejorative, that's a good, better word. I was going to say insult, but pejorative sounds much more uh, Thank you. sophisticated. Thank 910. you. Nine ten, So, she came out with a statement today, apologizing for her past behavior of ten years ago, when she was not woke. Uh, And she said, uh, to our Teen Vogue community, staff, readers, writers, photographers, content creators, and friends, what an awful introduction we've had to each other this week. I'm Alexi McCammon, the incoming EIC of Teen Vogue, and this is only the beginning of our journey together. Thank you all for trusting Teen Vogue and helping build our brand to be a leader in this space. I hope to earn that same trust. A leader in this space. Oh, God. I I was watching the uh, health... Uh, the the education bureaucrats in Connecticut today. I was on mm-hmm. WTIC in for Todd Feinberg, and um, the the education bureaucrats ke- kept saying table stakes, and they wouldn't stop. And I, <laughs> for a while, I, this, I almost fashioned a noose and just uh, hang myself, hung myself. Uh, uh, I hope to earn that same trust from you, but I don't. I know that I don't have it yet, and I have a lot of work to do to get it. This has been one of the hardest weeks of my life, in large part because of the intense pain I know my words and my announcement have caused so many of you. As I've been having a number of conversations internally with the staff and others outside of Condé Nast, I've also been watching, reading, and listening to so many of your concerns that you've raised. Oh, so, so you mean they're they're heard now? She's hearing them. I think she's hearing them. I hope she sees them. I've apologized for my past racist and homophobic tweets and will reiterate that there's no excuse for perpetuating those awful stereotypes in any way. I'm so sorry to have used such hurtful and inexcusable language. At any point in my life, it's totally unacceptable. I'm sorry I was 17 and acted like a 17-year-old. Holy God. Are we all joking? (laughs) Is it possible this is a half the country is performing... A Truman show for the other half? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I hear you that you're hurt. Oh, angry, she's hearing them now. Good. Confused and skeptical of how we move on from here. Nobody's hurt. If you're hurt because she said that when she was 17, you need to be institutionalized. And it was like she woke up puffy in the morning or something and said her eyes looked Asian or something in a tweet. Well, that's that like, hurts. That's, I'm hurt that's, now. They're hurt from that from 10 years ago. Yes. 
they're hurt. I hear you. You're hurt, angry, confused, and skeptical of how we move on. So, from you know here. what's funny is that so somebody must have gone through her Twitter feed. Uh, all of these people who were hurt and saying, "Let's see what hurts me here." <laughs> scroll, scrolls, hurt, hurt. Oh, that hurts. Does that hurt you, Sheila? Yeah. Okay, we're all hurt now. Let's slack each other and try to destroy this woman. I've dedicated my career to giving a voice to the voiceless. And the last thing I'd ever want is to make anyone, but especially our Asian brothers and sisters that in particular. That is so PR firm, giving well, a voice to the voiceless. Well, her boyfriend is a PR guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, but especially our Asian brothers and sisters Also, I will destroy you. Feel more invisible. And I know that this Asian. is a unique source of pain in all of this, too. That historically, the AAPI community has been left out or ignored in critical conversations. <laughs> Asian American and Pacific Islander has been left out or ignored in critical conversations around race, racism, justice, and equality. What about the what about the Atlantic Islanders? I don't think there are a lot of islands. In what the, the Virgin Islands? Um, are, I don't know. What they get screwed on this? What's um, I don't know. Saint Croix. Are, but they're not Asian though. Pacific Islanders are like in right, the but they're Islanders. Asian. How come they're fine. are they Native Americans? I don't maybe? know. Are natives of the of the Virgin Islands? <sighs> are they maybe they fall under the? Um, I want first, them to maybe be their in, first. Peoples? I want them to be in that group. You know what? I think we should start our podcast now, explaining which occupied land we're on. Oh yeah, you great. That's a very good point. I think that would be important for us to do to explain that we're occupying land that was wrongfully taken from. Um, who did we take land from here? Um, do we took land from the? I mean, Algonquian people. Well, close to us are the Pentucket. Right, that's the local group. Um, but uh, they were Algonquin, Algonquin Indians. But they were also. But that's a ne- bigger umbrella that encompasses like the whole East Coast. Yeah. But anyway, we'll do some research and we'll get back to you about what the Burn Barrel Podcast is illegally occupying. Um, historically, AAPI community has been left out or ignored in critical conversations. I'm determined to play a part in changing that. Your lived experiences aren't always given Holy the platform God. and attention they deserve. It's all about deserve. the wordsmith. It, that's the word. That's it's all it is. And I'm grateful String that you together on off of these woke words, all of these woke words, and you'll be speaking the correct language. It says nothing. It means nothing. Nobody believes it. It's based on really nothing. God, lived experiences. Your lived experiences aren't always given the platform and attention they deserve, and I'm grateful that you've looked to Teen Vogue throughout the years as a safe space to share that with the Holy world. Holy God, no! We are better oh. for it, and I know oh. we are only scratching the surface. And the sunlight hurts my Can you imagine, uh, after all of that, going to safe space? Really? You, did you leave any, any woke term She's on the She's not table? even done yet. It's okay. Okay. Then I look at you. There's going to be healing and dialogue and coming up. On, don't <laughs> step on Mr. Withers' house. <laughs> Just one look at you. You okay now? And Almost. Just gotta get to the chorus. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're happy. And we're happy. All the stress is coming on. All the craziness is gone. I'm going to remove my headphones as you finish this letter. I'm going to be right over here with this beverage here. Thank you. You signally, sig- you signally, you signally when it's safe to come back in. Okay. I don't feel safe. <laughs> you don't feel safe? This is not a safe space for okay. me. Okay. 
Um, it's really difficult to share who you are in I a digital world. I can still hear world. you right across the room. This is no good. This is, I guess needed to put I on a different that channel was for me. Happen. Damn it. <laughs> and especially during a pandemic that's forced us all online. But I'm committed to sharing all of myself with you and to having difficult conversations so that I am always bettering myself as an individual, a friend, a colleague, a partner, a daughter, and a sister. And now as a newsroom leader. I hope you share my desire for healing, and I know all of you deserve better, happier, safer days ahead. I promise you that I see you, I hear you, I care can't for be, you. Can't be, this can't be happening. And I will always be, be your champion. I'm deeply sorry that our introduction has happened in this way, and I'm asking you to judge us based on the work that we do from here on out. I'm also asking you to hold me accountable as we embark on this journey together. This dialogue is only the beginning, and I feel eternally grateful to continue with all of you. <laughs> there goes Tom. Um, so, do you want to take a wild guess uh, how well this apology was taken? I will say the apology was not adequate. A good start, says one Twitter user. If we're good going to start. dismantle this white supremacy... How much more of that horse shit can you want to, re to repeat to you? <laughs> if we're going Jesus. to dismantle this white supremacist system that pits people of color against each other, then we have to start speaking directly to each other with fresh eyes and honest hearts. Table stakes. Racism among and between people of color is real and needs to be talked about. Uh, and then somebody asks how it's white supremacy since she's black and... The person replies, Ooh. I see your point. My allusion to white supremacy was more to point out that the notions of what is normal in this society are still filtered through the lens of whiteness and the sense of privilege that can come from proximity to whiteness. Uh, nice, carefully written statement crafted to hit all the right notes by Condé's PR team. How are we supposed to take Teen Vogue's social justice focus seriously when your, your past comments are treated... Dark shame, darling, dark shame. I'll let you back in if you Thank you that. for <laughs> all the joy and pain. Picture show, second balcony. Was the place we'd meet, second seat. Go Dutch treat, you were sweet. Dark shame. Okay, let's move along to the next topic. Um, also, uh, the beauty brand Alta has pulled a, a seven-figure ad campaign from Teen Vogue because of the racist that they've installed, the white supremacist that is now the editor-in-chief at Teen Vogue. So I hope that's a good little lesson for all of us on whether or not to offer these people any apology or uh, concession at all. What is in, the next item for debate, Dallas? What is the next? What's next on deck? I've got, um, I've got uh, Governor Ned Lamont uh, throwing to. This is very Ned Lamont to Dolly Parton during this coronavirus uh, recap. We talked to Fair about about uh, using advocates to convince you that when it's your turn, get vaccinated. It's safe and effective, and makes an enormous difference. Here's an advocate that um, originally sang the song Jolene. Me. Nicely done, I'm Ned. I'm going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. 
I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it, and I'm smart enough to get it. So I'm very happy that I'm going to get my Moderna shot today. And I wanted to tell everybody that you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, <clears throat> vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. <laughs> I know I'm trying to be funny now. Okay. Let's move to the next item, Alice. The American Rescue Plan passed today, honey. I saw Biden him sign the it. thing. Yeah, he didn't take questions. I saw him sign it. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. That's, just uh, transfer, just shore up and, and validate and reinvigorate every stupid failed Democratic program, which is what has well, happened and, now, and that's that's fine. This and, is, honey, we're beginning a bold new era of new Democratic programs, at least this is the hope yes. on the left, because snuck into this bill are um, other significant expansions of the social welfare state that time out mm. in the next year or two. And I think the hope is, at least um, this uh, New York Magazine intelligence article that I was reading uh, explicitly says this is the hope on the left. It's their hope at New York Magazine that um, that people will get used to the new benefits and that then they'll uh, keep them. That is the playbook right, right. out of FDR. I call yep. it Keynesian, Alice. Keynesian. Keynesian. That's mm-hmm. what I said. Yep. And I'm not keen on it. I'm not <laughs> keen on it either. Um, but it What is, else is going on, so, Alice? Wait, oh. but I want to talk about, can I talk Go ahead, any talk policy? Go because ahead. the child tax credit issue is really just, I think, not a good thing so because i don't know that a lot of people realize this is in the bill and you know i i've been a big supporter of the idea that you need to put money into people's pockets as quickly as possible if you've made their jobs illegal overnight like that that's that if we're gonna shut things down for covid we have to give people money to survive right every stakeholder uh yeah stakeholder i guess i don't know so I mean, I've been for that, but what this bill actually also does, which is new and I think really not good, is it expands the child tax credit. It is nice to be married to a very attractive policy wonk. It's an <laughs> so, interesting mix. So, and you're excited about this legislation. I'm really well. I'm not excited in a positive way. No, I'm, you're I would excited say I'm about passionate analyzing about it. it. Right. right. So now, right now, the child tax credit is two thousand dollars. So if you file your taxes and you have a kid, you get under eighteen, you get two thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, yes. When you file your taxes, we like that. Wait, I thought we get sixteen hundred bucks. Well, yeah, for each kid. Well, no. Well, I'll hang on. Okay, I'm sorry. Hang on. So, right now, that's like normal tax policy has been that way for a long time, etc. And um, $1,400 of it is fully refundable. Now, the Biden plan makes it just for 2021 so that that number goes up to $3,000. And if the kid is under five years old at the end of the year, it's $3,600. It also makes more of it refundable. And it also, and here's the thing that freaks me out, okay? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is that they're trying to do something they've literally never done before, which is have the IRS pay you the tax credit in advance in installments during the course of the year. So this would start in July. 
And for example, the Shattuck family, when I run the Shattuck family through the calculator, and we have four kids, one of whom will still be under five at the end of the year, we would be getting, they'll let you take half of the new size tax credit in installments up front. We'll be getting $1,000 a month from July through December, and then still be able to, we'll still have enough left that we'll get to still... get almost as big a tax credit at the end of the year. Now, obviously- So wait a second. I get all this cash. We get $1,000 a month. Ostensibly for the kids, which it ain't going to. (laughs) From July through December. I am signing on. I am getting a Biden lawn sign. It's time I get mine, (laughs) Alice. Okay. But this freaks me out because you're going to have all these people, including the Shannocks, but what makes me uncomfortable is the idea of this installment payment. This isn't they're just going to get a bigger tax refund next February. This is you're going to get a bunch of people started having an extra big chunk of money coming in every month. You're going to have people live for six months with a check coming from the government every month. Now, how do you think they're going to feel about it when that check stops? After December, it never stops. There's it's no never going to stop. This is gonna. This, this is gonna now be a forever plan where the IRS just gives people a monthly check, and it's not going to stop at the number of people that it's at right now. And the number is going to get bigger, I would assume, over time, not smaller. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea of people, uh, fellow Americans, burdened. By the fact that we procreated four times, they now owe us money. There's something wonderfully uh, twisted about it. But also... I mean, maybe I'll be able to get you on board with having more kids. Yes, if, uh, we'll if have this 10 more. That, that, yes. Yeah, um, it's a little late for this year. We won't be able to have another one probably before the end of this year. But um, We can adopt, right? I don't. I, assume it, I, don't I think it takes longer than that, and it costs a lot of money to but, adopt. But I, but yeah. I, underst- I appreciate government grabbing from the taxpayer a huge pile of greenback dollars and pushing them across the table to me. I appreciate that, that. That I don't appreciate that it's going to happen in the year when inflation happens and my thousands are no longer worth thousands. Yeah. That, I need nobody else to get the money. Yeah, you just, just a T-Dog. You want a Shattuck-only tax. Yes. So, I'm asking you listening to the burn barrel to kindly refuse your payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think this is like a really dangerous policy. I would say so. And I think that it's not going away. Certainly, I read this whole intelligence article about like how if the Democrats let this expire, it's going to permanently damage Biden's legacy. And uh, he's not going to be president uh, for it. It's going to be somebody else's legacy. The Senate's bizarre rules mean that budget-related bills can be enacted with a majority, not a 60-vote supermajority, as long as they don't add to the deficit beyond a 10-year time frame, etc. This is an unusual way to create new social programs, they say. So, yeah, so... Um, but Reconciliation, that's called, Alice. Uh, but they're a fan of the strategy to pass it in the reconciliation bill as a one-time thing, and then make it pay out over time in installments so people think it's permanent and then have an outcry that, you know, the Senate is taking away people's tax credit. This also seems only very, very marginally related to COVID to me. Right. Well, about 98% of the stuff in the bill is related, is 
uh, is unrelated to COVID. Right. This bill is not about COVID. This is just democratic relationship of everything they've ever wanted yeah. for the last five decades. So anyway, it's passed. Hooray. The IRS- Did the college kids get college forgiveness? Uh, no, that not yet. Said? That's not okay, yet. Okay, so screw them. Them I want to see. I don't mm-hmm. want them uh, benefiting whatsoever. I, I am shocked there are not racial reparations in this. I mean, that's coming down to pike, I assume. Yeah, Once I mean, George Floyd is found innocent of two of three charges, not you guilty. You mean Derek Chauvin. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Derek Chauvin is found uh, not guilty of two or three charges. Notice they added third-degree murder back today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is that a sign of? Uh, the case is falling apart uh, mm, before it has yeah. a chance to uh, be aired out. Well, because they like found that he had a bunch of drugs in his system. And right, he'd been, that he died he'd, of a like, drug put OD. the drugs in his mouth in the police car to hide them mm. because they found them in the car afterwards and they had his DNA all over them. And so, God, like, we're he a stupid OD'd. country. Like, yeah. so, I'm know. not calling I'm, him stupid. I'm sorry that he's dead. I, I'm, I'm not just also, saying that, that we've now had this weird, you know, uh, re- not reconciliation, rejuvenation, rejuvenation, racial reckoning. Reconciliation? No, reckoning. Reckoning? Uh, uh, You know, over another apocryphal story. Well, and like, I'm I'm not a fan of the kneeling on the neck thing. I think that's not good. And I think that it's totally possible that that contributed to his death. 100%. I mean, well, certainly. I mean, and that's the whole thing. If had there been no police incursion, he might have been alive. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't like it either. I'm not sure it quite makes a murder charge. I also don't know. I mean, who knows? the The two guys used to work together before too, so we'll see what happens here. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening in the world. Can I move to Sharon Osbourne, Alice? You may go to Sharon Osbourne. Sharon I give you Osbourne. permission. Uh, is on a show that's it's the View, but it's called something else. But that's what it is for. So in the View's in commercial, you can watch something kind of like it on another channel that's supposed to be just like it. She's she's had a, apparently this back and forth with the host of this other View, Cheryl, okay. named Cheryl. Yes, and Cheryl has been has been uh, tearing apart um, Piers Morgan because she thinks he's a racist. Sharon Osbourne has had enough. I am. I I feel even mm-hmm. like uh, I'm about to be put in the electric chair because I have a friend who many people think is a racist, so that makes me a racist. And for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. Right. What's well, it got to do with me? I'm okay. How can I be racist about anybody? How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? I'm surprised somebody who lives in Los Angeles has not had that question answered by about a thousand <laughs> worcesters. How can I? Well, 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 I well what? We will be right well, back. What? We have more topics, so don't go away. And I think we don't should go. stop this. They're back. I will ask you again, Cheryl. I've been asking you during the break. I'm asking you again. And don't try and cry, because if anyone should be crying, it should be me. This is the situation. You tell me where you have heard him say, educate me. Tell me when you have heard him say racist things. Educate me. Tell me. It, It is not the exact words of racism it's the implication and the reaction to it to not want to address that because she is a black woman so in other words he said nothing racist right 
But because she's a black woman and and because and Pierce has been critical he's of her. He's not accepting her truth as the truth because her truth is not true. <laughs> he now is a racist. He got hit by a racist a racist bank shot now. He's not technically he's racist by technicality. That's what he is. And to try to dismiss it or to make it seem less than what it is. That's what makes it racist. But but right yeah, if you there was dismiss- nothing, you know, that that people uh, that uh, that the people, f- you know, running away from the Klan, you know, whether you were, uh, you know, Catholic, Jewish, or Black, there's nothing more than they were worried about that than being their claims being dismissed by the Klan or minimized. They t- somebody tried the racists tried to make it seem like my claims of racism weren't as dramatic as I said that they were, and that's what really bad racists usually do is they try and say maybe something isn't as racist as you think that's that's how yes. racists the usually preposterous act. thing i suggested as in you know the royal family was worried they'd have an attractive child <laughs> the preposterous thing i suggested has to be digested fully by every person around even though it belies any kind of uh, logic or intellectual integrity or intellectual uh heft but you know it has to be or else and if you don't then you've committed a racist act, and that aggression is racism right there. It's a fun and easy game to play. I mean, you don't really need anybody else there to do it. You just (laughs) make the decision. Yes, it's racist. Anything's racist. Now, I'm talking to a woman who I believe is my friend, and I don't want anybody here to to watch this and say that we're attacking you for being racist. And, 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 that, and, and for that, if I articulate it... I think it's anything, too late. I think that okay, seed's already sown. But that, that is why I'm saying for <laughs> me. I'm saying for me. For me. I thought I was asking a question about the perception for other people. That's why I prefaced it with... Her tone is a little condescending, is it not? Uh, I think I'm so. trying to explain it to you. I'll over-enunciate for you. I've never heard you utter anything oh, racist, but I have but I have felt that Pierce was racist in his stance against Meghan Markle, and the last time he was on this show, I said as much. <sighs> I mean... I'm glad Sharon Osbourne says it, right? That, you know, that like- I'm not racist. I've done nothing racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and get called racist. Piers isn't racist. Because this is the whole problem with the left-wing thing, is that the second you give them that in of saying, like, you know, there's maybe some, like, racial, some, like, deep-seated stereotypes that I need to, like, work on deep within myself. Like, you can't give them anything. I'm not going to do anything that starts from the premise that I'm a racist, you know, because I'm not a racist. And that's like proof now. If you say I'm not a racist, that's like proof that you're the problem, actually. But th- but that's like what everybody just needs to say. If, yes. you're, if you're not racist, don't go around admitting that you're right. racist. Don't take that crap. There's no reason to take it. Uh, the White House breaking news. White House says President Joe Biden will direct states to make all adults eligible for coronavirus vaccine. By May 1. It's remarkable what the Biden uh, Operation Warp Speed has done. I this know. is remarkable. Uh, out of nowhere, suddenly, it's not as if they've been downplaying this so they could take this moment in primetime address to make the vaccine and the eradication of the coronavirus a Biden accomplishment. Wow, that would be cynical to think they were doing that. 
No, that's not exa- at all. You know why they've uh, stuffed their uh, their CDC person, you know, in a uh, in a in a well, you know, while they've had to, done the messaging that they wanted the teachers union to do. Actually, uh. that's another interesting one too. Did you see what Charlie Baker said today about the teachers unions? Yeah, he yelled at them. He called them "do the math" or something. Um, yeah, well, they want all of them vaccinated before they go back to school. And uh, and Baker essentially said no, said, you know, we get only so many doses of vaccine a week and we're not going to give them all to teachers. That's not what's going to happen here. You know, it's going to continue to be people over 65 people. With Is it possible that with the, with the sun, with the winter receding, suddenly maybe the sunlight will, uh, you know, with its ultraviolet rays, which uh, I'm told Trump wanted to use on people with mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, and uh, Lysol, which is a Ned Lamont said of Connecticut today, is it possible that um, the insanity will pass and we can start to be acting like we ourselves again and saying things that we know are true rather than just uh, sloganeering so that we can survive another day and look okay on Twitter and Facebook? Oh, I'm out of stuff. That is right. Um, I think that's pretty much it. There's a new sculpture at The Fearless Girl. I know you're excited. Is that the girl in front of the bowl in Wall Street? And and what is the new one? Does she have a mask? And uh, is she trans now? (laughs) No, um, but they've put a bunch of shattered glass around her (laughs) for for Women's History Month. Happy continued Women's History Month. I hope you're all really enjoying it. (laughs) You can find Tom on Twitter. At Tom Shattuck or this show at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast and on YouTube. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel is the channel there. There's video versions of all the episodes. You can subscribe there or anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.